And now, in the red corner, weighing in at 180 pounds, estimated, verified, <laughs> the hungry Hungarian, Logan Lucas. Cause I'm a badass and you <laughs> wanna mask, you can't dip it. Man, I was hoping your intro song would be Buck Cherry. Yeah, you are crazy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> do you want do you want one now? Nah, that's okay. Oh, it's fine. Guys, you know what it is. What's up? It's homework with friends time. The podcast? Yeah. Oh, I heard it was turning into a TV show like lore. It's animated. Oh, yeah. We do have an Amazon deal. Yeah. Uh, but it's for Victory Lap Season 2. <laughs> <laughs> deep cut ref for you guys. Probably they, not deep cut. They ordered reasons. up 22 eps. Yeah, we're, we're moving to Hollywood and we are rich now. Now they're keeping us in Chicago. Yeah, they're forcing us to stay here. They're but like, shoot it somewhere cheaper. All that to say is we're still rich. So if uh, our moms are listening... <laughs> Don't worry about us. Don't worry about us. We're and rich. And you know what? Go ahead and turn off the podcast now, moms. <laughs> Guys, we are not rich. We're poor. We are in deep trouble. We're in, we are poor. Guys, uh, week to week. <laughs> <laughs> not entirely exaggerating. Well, it's homework with friends for another week. I'm Logan. I'm Dalton. Dalton, I appreciate that excellent introduction there. It's kind of got me pumped up. No problem. But uh, as you all know, this is the podcast where two pals assign each other homework each week to comedic results. Come for the homework, you stay for the friends. <laughs> too many catchphrases. I put them too close together. Yeah. I guess it sounds like all one. You would think by uh, what episode, uh, episode 32? Two. We'd streamline it. Episode 32. Do we do it on the, on the non-homework episodes? Do we say, come for the homework, stay for the friends? I don't ever, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At, who's keeping count besides iTunes? So, semester four. Semester four. The reviews are in. And it's coming back strong. <laughs> <laughs> so far, great semester. Great semester, one up in. One up in. Uh, we have not hit our resolutions yet of having guests. No, but we have line, We have things lined up. Something lined up. Do we, Should we talk about for next week or just leave that It'll be a surprise. A little surprise for next week, but yeah. guess we got a little. Uh, we got a guest. We have a. We have our first call-in guest. No, yeah. no, second. Your dad was the first one. And then Robbie's done some audio stuff. He sent the audio, and this will be like a live call. Oh, us talking yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I guess if you count the RC interview from episode nine, oh, Canada. Shit. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> We've done plenty. <laughs> or if you count uh, episode, you were a calling. Yeah, guest. episode twenty-one. Oh, uh, pumpkin God. pie Halloween. Fun. I forgot yeah. all of them. I'm a true. I'm a real wiki for this uh, homework. I'm the homework. <laughs> you run li- the homework I'm friends a, wiki. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, the the profile on me is like six pages long. Yours is just yeah yeah. Don Don's from Ken. He likes sweaters. Oh, oh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's about all you need. That's all you really people know about me is really <laughs> that. that. Dalton. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows we like movies. But yeah, let's get this out of the way. I didn't do the IQ testing. I don't think you did the personality testing. I didn't. Testing. Uh, oh, I was just going to skirt right past oh. that. <laughs> uh, maybe next week. Didn't do it. I will say yours is based on results I've gotten in the past. Pretty much on, on point with what I really am. Yeah. And then I'll say, if I'm going to clock you at an IQ, 160. 
160, baby. Genius. <laughs> we got genius, genius over here. Um, based on last week's performance, I can only assume that that's true. Yeah, you would. <laughs> you, I, I would say, episode at episode thirty-one. It's an odd number episode, right? Mm-hmm. Which means, even if we've been neck and neck, which we're pretty even, one person has won more than the other. Yes. So what I'm asking is for our listenership. To listen to all the episodes again, count up who's won more and who's lost more, and just let us know who's the ultimate head of the class. I guess we could start keeping track, but I have a whiteboard in, a, in my room that I use for nothing. That's true. I got a massive real estate of chalkboard on my wall that I don't use. <sighs> Whiteboards, chalkboards. Besides teaching myself little math lessons at night. <laughs> and draw, drawing cartoons to stare at from your bed. Yeah, inspiration. <laughs> We like movies. We like movies. That was the segue I was doing before we <laughs> derailed ourselves. And nowadays, it's the award season. It's the award season. Both uh, get new nominated. We both canceled, or I did for sure. Did you as well? Mine is la- mine lapsed into my next cycle. Mm-hmm. It, like, uh, this is for Movie Pass. You, you, you guys, you don't have it. I I'm not going to have it as of February eighth. Nice. Because if you're out there, we've probably talked about Movie Pass before on here. Mm-hmm. It got so bad. So bad. If you don't know what it was, it used to be basically, it was just $10 a month. And at its best, it was one movie a day, any movie, and pretty much any theater, especially here yeah. in Chicago Sport. Nothing, nothing broke my heart like Movie Pass did. And then recently, I'm starting to think we did talk about this recently on the podcast yeah, let's cut it off we like movies we like movies <laughs> <laughs> done with that piece of convo and uh not to be just another podcast of two dudes talking about movies two but dudes talking about why movies. be a podcast if you don't talk about movies now and then <laughs> uh skip to minute 20 if you want the homework if you want the homework but from about now until we feel like switching topics we're talking 2018's best and brightest best and brightest the movies. of the movies and this uh, is a new segment called welcome to the movies with dalton and logan uh, thanks for coming with us. Uh, the uh, popcorn is not provided. We don't like it very much. We don't like popcorn in the apartment. It stinks it up. But if you want to bring some PBRs, uh, get back to us in February. And back in February, because as you all remember, we are in dry January. Um, More on that later. Rough year for me. For movies. Yeah. For, yeah. For movies for me. Yeah, I from would what agree. what I can tell, other people are talking about it like it's an amazing year. I... And I think... Quite the opposite. I've stayed away from quite a bit of like wrap ups. I usually mm-hmm. wait until I have my thoughts together yeah. before I like dive into like what's on the top ten list. So right now I'm kind of plugging away at movies I kind of missed. Mm-hmm. And now that there's good streamers, streamers guys, yes, is lifesaver pirate talk for. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say industry, Arr! but we are not industry. <laughs> we yeah. must go for them uh, screeners. Yeah, we're on the wide open sea as streamers, my ladies. Oh, my, uh, my, my mateys, my ladies, my ladies, <laughs> my, no, my ladies. neckbeard, my ladies. <laughs> um, and these studios to get their movies voted on have to send in what's called a screener or a streamer or whatever and to. Uh, people who are a part of the associations that vote on specific awards. If you're part of the Academy Awards, you probably are getting a DVD, like stacks of DVDs uh, for various different reasons, or you're getting scripts if you're in the Writers Guild, that kind of fun stuff. But what ends up happening uh, inevitably is some little rascal gets their hands on it and just uploads it for everybody. Uh, Yeah. So online right now uh, on a multitude of different websites, 
Which I think we're allowed to talk about because we're not the ones uploading it. We're just reaping all the benefits. That's not just in case. Yeah, whatever. Uh, we're not going to name any names. Uh, <laughs> for all of those who know, we watch all these legally. Um, you just you can watch you can catch up on all the movies right now. Yeah, it's great. That's I've, I've used it to really push through all the stuff that I needed to catch up on. Stuff I kind of missed. Uh, a lot of what? stuff I wish I would have seen in theaters. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I saw all the ones in theaters that I wanted to see in theaters. Uh, First Man. First Man was should have seen in theaters. First Man I saw. In uh, IMAX at the Navy yeah, Pier Theater, tight. it was really good. It made it, it was awesome. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That would have been a good one. I should have seen in theaters. Yeah. If it, I think that's the optimal way to see that movie. Uh, but going back to what you said, yeah, weak year for me too for the flicks. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I recently I've listened to some wrap ups on them, mm-hmm. and I did recently go to a live podcast recording for a different podcast. Very cool. was not ours. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, yeah. We're not that. Um, it was at the University University of Chicago, I think, like, the Logan Center is for the podcast film spotting. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, they definitely had a lot of opinions that I did not agree with. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. They broke it down into, like, uh, they give, like, a Golden Brick Award, which is the most, like, unknown but great film of the year and they oh. gave it to a film that i didn't love was it mining uh, the gap mining the gap okay yeah. get out of here unknown film everybody's <laughs> talking about mining the gap uh and then they did like best scene like best comedic scene those are, like, that's a good thing to best do music like they, it, bro- it was broken down into a lot of scenes like best opening shot oh a lot of stuff like, like that some some that i agreed with a lot that i didn't but you know that's critics mm-hmm. sometimes anyway but Outside of our thoughts on critics, you know, the elitists. Yeah, let's critique some stuff. Yeah, let's critique some stuff. Uh, I haven't sat down and really thought about this, but what do, you, what do you think? What's your favorite of the year? Favorite of the year? Or maybe if you got to cluster <clears throat> them together. But So, we've talked about this with movies before. There's movies that I'll love to watch forever. Uh-huh. And then... There's movies that I think are like great movies. Yeah, and there's definitely a few different ones for each category this year. Like one of the like the most memorable experience for me was getting to see Infinity War just because it's like the culmination of all these yes. movies that I love. That was a big deal together. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, for me, Old Man and the Gun is Ooh. just playing to everything that I love. Uh, I love Beale, if Beale Street could talk. I mean, the score alone just really... I've listened to it like 20 times since we saw the movie. Um, what else? Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Don't worry, it was great. I thought it was great. A lot of stuff that's I'm pulling not getting, up my... Uh, oh, eighth grade. Yeah. A lot yeah. of stuff that's not getting a ton of... That didn't get a ton of love at the dumb old Golden Globes. Um, yeah, Golden Globes were weird this year. I've, I'm pulling up my movie pass history from this past year, which is a you know a, a, a feature I will mourn because then, it is automatically logging all the movies yeah. I saw. Uh, and then some of like I mean, man, there were some crazy just like randomly good movies. Blind like, Spotting, like Blind Spotting, Hereditary. I thought Black Klansman. Awesome well, Black Klansman's getting buzz anyway. Yeah, but Black, I really, Black was, Klansman was. Probably in my top, definitely in my top ten. Maybe movie top pass five. was great for seeing docs. So like, won't you be my neighbor was awesome. Oh god, that was really good too. Maybe uh, this was a great year for movies. Yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually looking back at it right now. It's like what I'm get, what I think I'm getting upset with is like it's, it's no one's liking the movies I liked as much. Yeah, maybe that's so. What it is. I would say like, um, 
Joaquin Phoenix crushed it this year, as we've talked three, about. Three great movies. Don't or you were never really here. Don't worry, you won't get far on foot. And Sisters Brothers, mm-hmm. boom, crushed it. All great movies. I'd love to watch again, and one of which I have. Eighth grade, I saw twice in theaters. Did you? Um, yeah, I saw the I saw the Chicago premiere with Bo Burnham there, and then oh, yeah. I, I saw it again as soon as it was available downtown. Um, what else is great? Honestly, we kind of dogged it, but it was like big splash of a movie, and it was pretty cool. It was Stars Born. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, the favorite was great. I watched that as a, as a screener. The favorite. Yeah, it was it was pretty beautiful in the theaters too. And then you know, take some things back. <laughs> it was a pretty good year for me. I movies. think that maybe Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew was on there. Uh, every superhero movie was more or less strong this year. Yeah. I think that oh shit, Fa- you know stuff what stuff didn't stick with me like it has the past couple years. I think the I, past couple years have produced some of my favorite movies I've ever seen. I think true, and I think last year the batch of movies that went to like Oscar level, yeah, uh, best picture, even going down to like the writing category, it was like a crop that is just an excellent class. Not so good, but so good. I know this year's just gonna have shit. I'm not gonna agree with at all. Yeah. Or, like, I don't care about, like, cause, but, like, for you, you had Call Me By Your Name last year, which is, like, one of your favorite movies of all time. Yeah. For me, I had Lady Bird last year, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shape of Water, I think, is going to hold up. It's high up there for me. It's like, I love Shape of Water. Uh, it's, but then, a, it's, like, a masterwork from that guy. I know pre- some people disagree, but. Previous year, Manny by the Sea uh, mm. really stuck with me. Uh, it's just so many things. But this year, I don't. I I just know for a fact whatever's gonna be at the top of the top of the pops. I'm gonna go. Meh. I'm gonna go meh because there's a few movies out there that are getting a lot of hype. Especially mm-hmm. I don't know why if they're like awards friendly or not. Um, but Green Book and yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you end up watching Green Book? Uh, I watched like half of it. Couldn't make it, man. It was. It was one of those movies. Watching, I was going. It, Am I watching the same movie? <laughs> I will. Am I watching the same movie people are talking about? I think I'll definitely. <laughs> I'll finish it before the Oscars come around, but yeah, it was not sitting. Well it was like, uh, I mean, maybe I need to give it another watch, and I probably will at some point if it goes on like streaming services mm-hmm. and stuff. But it felt kind of like a like a chicken noodle soup movie. This is kind of like a obviously there's heavy stuff going on in the movie, yeah. so there's that to it. But it was very like heartwarming and touching. Yeah, it's like a, bu- like, it, like, it's like, a buddy comedy. Yeah, buddy it's comedy. Odd yeah. couple pairing, Friggin'. and then it's like and then to boot the family of the dudes going like that didn't happen. <laughs> 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 and like Mahershala Ali yeah. is just going like I don't know. Um, but shit, now that we're talking it out loud, I think I did actually like movies a lot more. This year. It was a good year. Beale Street was really good. Um, I'm going to, I think, honestly, a movie I could rewatch all the time. What? Probably Spider-Verse. Oh my God. Yeah. I think Spider-Verse might be like definitely top three movies of the year for me. If not my favorite movie of the year, because it combines animation, combines a good, an, an excellent original superhero story. And then just as a story itself was so, like, cross-generationally applicable. Yeah. It was just great. It was amazing. I'd go top five, for sure. I I think of everyone else that we've listed so far, that's one I would happily throw on and happily 
I think you could use that to convert somebody who's not into any superhero stuff into being maybe not into superheroes, but definitely want to see the follow up to that movie. Oh, or I, maybe people who are like over Pixar's kind of shit because I think that's starting to build up. Incredibles two is still really good. Incredible, like Pixar is really good, mm-hmm. and then you have like an Inside Out, which is like one of their new ones, yeah. which is exciting and stuff like that. And then you got Co. Never mind, Pixar is doing great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people, but it's great to see that there's an animation studio that is providing better than Pixar level, yeah, stories, animation, and the platform. That way, when it comes to like best animated feature, doesn't default go to Pixar. And there's been times when it hasn't, but the real competitions like Despicable Me's and those aren't as much of a. No, those suck. Those kind of suck. <laughs> like Secret Life of Pets kind of sucks. I haven't been good since the first one. Secret Life of Pets, I haven't even seen it. Sing kind of sucks. So anyway, Spider Verse mm, animation, great. Uh, what are we talking about here? What we got going on? I don't know. We're just rambling. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. Is, this land. is the least structured, I think, one one of our least structured intros. I love it. Um, yeah, Spider Verse is up there. I think. God. How about this? Boy, oh okay, so to our listeners out there, give us Dalton Lee's must sees, two thousand eight. How many? How many? Three. three. Top threes must sees. Oh God, that's it's the three must sees. So little. Um, I'll say Beale Street. Well, I'm gonna go different. Ca- I'm gonna. I'm trying to hit different. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go Beale Street for a drama, like a a award season drama. Then Spider Verse for fun superhero type movie slash animated, and uh, probably won't you be my neighbor. Oh, for the doc? For the doc. Oh, good point. You know, and I'm going to I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you, because mm-hmm. I got a real good doc to throw at you. What is it? And you know what it is. I'm going to go Spider-Verse. Yeah. Throw that out there. I'm going to do 8th grade. Ooh. Yeah. Love that 8th grade. If there was a comedy, if, if I had four, I would have done comedy. Probably would have done 8th grade. Uh, and if we got to do a doc, just to help balance things uh-huh. out, three identical strangers. Oh wait, I forgot that about shit that was one. bomb. I don't know what company picked that up, but if it shows up on streaming services out there, guys, watch it. Don't look up anything about it. Just go into it. I'm go usually it I'm blind. an advocate for spoilers, but like, don't spoil this yes, one. It's fucking blind. tight. So, um, but then I, I would squeak in the Walking Phoenix three pack of. Uh, well, now the, you're you're up to six now. Well, no, I mean that's <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my Walmart three pack compilation. <laughs> um, I forgot about that doc. But since you said it, our, our listeners now have heard about it, and I'll keep mine. It won't be my name. <laughs> but go see Three Identicals. And that helps watch it. wrap up Movie Corner. Movie Corner. I think we called it something else. But, uh, hey, if you guys want to hear Movie flex Talk. Picks. Flex Picks. Flex Picks. I said Flex Picks. Oh, I thought you were doing Flex Picks because no. we're so goddamn strong. I wasn't. Itching my boobies. We want to hear your top three movies of 2018. Tweet how, at us. How, yeah, tweet at us at homeworkpod. Or email us at homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com. Or follow us on Lake Street Studios on uh, Instagram. I'm going to delete it. I'm going to make a new one. You're making a new it one? tomorrow. Okay, well, we're making it. What's it going to be called? I'm sure probably we can have Homework any- Pod or Homework with Friends. We can do Homework with Friends. Yeah. All right, it's going to be Homework with Friends at Homework with Friends. Look out for it. I'll follow all of our, our super, super fans. Super fans. We're yeah. going to, like Rome. It wasn't built in a day, but it was destroyed in one. Yes. And that's what's going to happen at Lake Street Studios. <laughs> I cannot wait to delete it. Ooh, it's a very weird one. Um, now it's time to segue 
into the end of the episode. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> homework for this week. Homework. So to recap what the homework assignments were, Dalton tasked me with creating a board game. Board game. Uh, which I kind of expanded into just a tabletop game in general. Yeah. It's a broader definition of it, as well as provide very brief historical context. Mm-hmm. Dalton? I uh, think I just I did origami. Mm-hmm. I gave a little background information on it, and I made some origami. Look at that. I was going to teach you how to do something on the podcast, Whoa. but they each take like eight to ten minutes, and it just would have taken up too much time. It would have been pretty chunky. Yeah, and it just would have been them listening to me go like, now do a butterfly fold. Do you want to tack it on to the end or just scrap it? Uh, uh, we'll we'll play it by ear. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. <laughs> uh, so this is a very visual, audio visual component heavy pod. Mm-hmm. So once again, another plug to check out the Twitter, check out Instagrams, uh, to see what we're actually talking Instagrams. about. Instagrams. But uh, Dalton, you were the head of the class last week. I don't believe there was a dunce punishment. Do you want to tack one on? No. Cool. And then <laughs> I'll uh, go first. for your excellent homework on uh, uh, personality tests yeah. from last week. So use that shining personality of us, of yours to, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm to, going first. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, hit us. I'll give you an option. You want history first? You want me to talk about my origami? Give us history first. You got it. There's not much. Yeah, you guys like that history, you um, nerds. From what I researched, there's not like a ton on the history of origami. Like it was made, there's like a little bit of writing on it back in the day, and okay. then now it's what you know it is. Okay. So it's basically um, exactly what you think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was originally called oricata, or oricata, which means folding shapes, mm. but later uh, got the name origami from the Japanese words oru, uh, which means to fold, and kami, which means paper. Uh, fold paper yeah fold paper no they don't they don't know why it changed but it's kind of assumed that it was chosen because it was the easiest for like school children to understand the word like hey guys today we're gonna play fold paper yeah uh the earliest records of origami indicate that it was used primarily for religious and ceremonial reasons by uh like monks and monks were the first ones and then and then stemmed to some other religious Mm -hmm. leaders it eventually, um, as people became more interested in it, it became for decorative and artistic purposes. Yeah. It was also used as a tool to teach the basic principles of math and geometry. Oh, that does make yeah, sense. That's why. Like this triangle goes children. into this triangle. Yeah, the school children thing makes Yeah. Cranes uh, can teach math. <laughs> <laughs> the, early, <laughs> the earliest print, uh, print mess, mess. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, the earliest print <laughs> mentions of origami I, comes, I got the giggles <laughs> comes from a book published in night or 1797. <laughs> I just like I'm already like in like dreading having to pronounce some of these names. Oh. <laughs> uh, a book published in night or 1797. Oh no. Called Sem Sembazaru Orakata. <laughs> Or okay. thousand crane folding. There's a lot more of that to come. I know there's more of that to come, but it's so funny that like you're hesitant to do it, but then you do swing when you do it. You're like, orikata. Well, yeah, you gotta say it right, man. Orikata. Uh, the author, Akisoto Rito. <laughs> God damn it. 
That's how they would say it in the YouTube videos. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> explains the cultural significance of origami and touches upon the traditional ways of making the paper art. More than 150 years later, a man named Akiro Yoshizawa revolutionized the traditional art form. Yoshizawa originally worked in a factory and used origami as an educational tool. Hmm. In 1954, he published his groundbreaking book. I'm not even going to read the original title, but it translates to New Origami Art, ah. which introduced individuals around the world to the evolving art of origami, kind of what we know today. Uh, his ideas revolutionized the art of paper folding, while more traditional methods limited artists to square sheets of paper that couldn't be modified in any way. Yoshizawa's countless patterns and models encouraged artists to cut, snip, glue, and wet the paper to create an exciting work of origami. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you, artists. Give so, us a break out here. Can't keep folding everything into just little, little birds. Uh, like I mentioned, origami today is... Sorry, getting a sip of tea. Pretty much what you know of it. Lots of books out there on it. It's a fun thing you can learn off the internet. And it can range from pretty dummy basic to hardcore. Yes. Um, there's probably lots of kits you can buy online, stuff like that. Did you do any origami in school growing up? No. Did you? I was in origami club. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Met Fridays after school. Of course you did. <laughs> we had to make a thousand paper cranes. Um, oh, good so it. I picked a, I, I, or, uh, origami today. I picked two people who are famous in the origami world. I'll give you just the quickest of, of information on them. Mm -hmm. One is Jean-Claude Correa, and he was born in Casablanca, Morocco in 1945 and died February 14, 2016. Oh, no. He was a uh, highly innovative folder of unexpected objects and artists, and an artist uh, and co-founder of the, of the movement... Movement Francais des Pure de Paper. Ah, oh, the purest um, movement of France, French paper. Something like that. <laughs> so Only French paper in these walls. So he did more like abstract origami stuff. Okay. And I have a couple pictures. We could probably post them up on the Twitter or something. Yeah. But I'll show you right now. So that's more so his work. Oh. It doesn't even really look like paper. Yeah, it kind of looks like a landscape from the top. But yeah. 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 One of those kind of... Mm. And another mm. famous guy is Paul Jackson. Okay. He's a professional origami artist from... Uh, he's been a professional origami artist since 1982. You can go pro. And <laughs> in 1983, he was commissioned to write... His, I think anything you get paid for, you're a professional. Yeah, I only made it to the minors origami. <laughs> in 1983, he was commissioned to write his first origami book, later followed by 24 other on the diversity of paper craft and paper art topics. Look at that. And a little update on his life from his website. Uh, in 2000, he met the Israeli origami artist and founder of the Israeli origami center, Miri Gulan. They were soon married, and Paul relo relocated to Tel Aviv in early 2001. They have a son, Jonathan, born in late 2002. <laughs> he continues his diverse international origami work from Israel and teaches regularly at the College of Art and Design at in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Whoa. Yeah. Getting busy. So if you at home <laughs> would like to learn more than I did about origami, you can check out a really cool PBS documentary called Between the Folds. Ah. I didn't watch it. I don't know if it's really cool. <laughs> but it seems to be pretty popular. Yeah. Um, didn't want to be, I didn't want to pay for it. 
Um, I found stuff online. I didn't feel like buying it. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I probably I could have found it online, but uh, I'll show you. I'll show you Paul Jackson stuff too. We'll post this up. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at right now several sided shapes. They kind of look fruit like. Yeah. Uh, they definitely seem somewhat organic in uh, nature, uh, while also having that uh, synthetic paper feel. So yeah, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So that's. I'd uh, read his book. That's uh, the history or background. I always like the origami. two colored paper origami. So that was real coveted in origami I'm get, club. I'm getting getting into this now. What I what I realized from doing this is that there's a reason they make origami paper because it's very hard to do with just computer paper. I asked if you were getting some paper. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I made four different things. I was okay. going to make more, but I started to get frustrated. Sure. I recognize some of these things. Some it wasn't I don't. super relaxing. So the first Not one, even a little bit in the act. Or maybe were you in crunch time? At first it was. Um, but then the more complicated ones, like this was the hardest one right here. And okay. This is a turtle. So we're seeing right now, listener, we are seeing a turtle. Uh, on its back, we have basically what looks like an upside-down house, mm-hmm. uh, but underneath that's two little folded legs, and then up top, you see the big turtle head dome, yeah, two yeah. triangles sticking out representing legs. It has some girth to it. Looks like you, you can some... blow into that, right? Can you blow into Never mind. Oh, no. looks kind of like those boxes you would make, but I'll, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to rate each one of these independently. Dalt, that's a... Eight out of ten turtle. Thank you. And that's just computer um, paper. This is the one that broke me. Oh. Uh, it was super frustrating, and it was like, well, now you're just breaking it apart. I'm looking at it. <laughs> uh, and it was the only one I couldn't find instructions with, like, audio on it. Oh. Of, like, them telling you what to do. So I was just, like, kept trying to watch somebody do it on a video and then, like, replicate it. And, Woof. like, quickly doing it while they were doing it. They, they went so fast it's through like it. Next level learning how to tie a tie from a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one, so that's that, broke one that broke me. you. I'm yeah. going to say it's very nice. Started out with the crane. You started with the crane. Started with the crane. It was easy. Can Pretty see, quick Can I see the crane? Yeah. Dude. So the crane, as you would imagine, looks very much like a paper crane, dear listener. Uh, it's got a little bit of a skinny beak, a little skinny head, and we're going to do the flap test on it right it's not, now. It's not one of those. <gasps> it's not one of those. Why are you it's doing that? It's not a flapping crane? No. That's a five out of ten. It's a regular crane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all flappers. Next up, we have the, I think it says the lily. Now, the that one is impressive looking. This is the orchid. This is one of the easier ones. Is make. it really? Yeah. I'll take a um, one. Close Go ahead, take up. a look at it. That's that's the it's, it's a flower. It's one of the flowers. One piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, one piece of so, paper. So, dear listener, uh, this looks like the flower you'd see in like Lilo and Stitch's hair, you know, right behind their ear. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's got a tropical feel to it. You can see the are these the proboscises? Or is that what the bee has? That's just, that's what the bee. Would... The bee. So the little little mm, yeah. little, <laughs> little thing the bee nibbles on is uh, very impressively rendered through the paper mm-hmm. right there, and the petals are bent downward and it's big. It's kind of like a yeah. It's... This is a. I mean, I could see if you brought this home, get a little wire, a little pipe cleaner underneath yeah. it. You could make somebody a nice little bouquet out of that. You could. You got some colored paper with it too. Save a little money on them flowers. And then the boys. last one, the the easiest one to make. Oh, let me rate that real quick. But That's the... a. Uh, that's a 9 out of 10. But what I think is the cutest one. It's adorable. It's a little fox. Oh, let me see it. Okay, you go. Oh, this is great. 
Little tiny fox. If I had better paper, it would stand up on its own and work, but I don't. So, listener, imagine a cat sitting in profile. You know how they do it on that windowsill? But it tilts its head towards you while keeping its body in profile. It's basically what this little foxy boy looks yeah. like. And this could be a desk ornament. Yeah. This could be something you leave for. You could put notes right here. It's got a big open space. Could be like a nice little bookmark. Yeah. Don, yeah. that's a 10 out of 10. The fox is a 10 out of fox 10. Fox is a 10 out of 10. The fox takes no time at all. Yeah, I think the fox works better with a computer paper, too. It's got some substance to it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at me and you. This is my origami. You did it. I like this little crew you got here. Fox, turtle, crane, flower. <laughs> That's coincidentally the name of my board game. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So I know you mentioned the turtle broke you, and you, I know you did this today, so... It wasn't like you had some time to space it out and vibe mm -hmm. out with it, but no, no therapeutic qualities. I did really like it, actually. I actually, I dug it a lot. I hated the turtle. Okay. The turtle made me really mad. Wait, you said you did like it? I did like everything oh, else. Cool. Um, the the not having the only thing that I would have kept making more because I actually, I mean, I had plenty of time. I had a few hours after doing these. Yeah. That we didn't. You we did four recording. though. That's pretty impressive. Um, but. The only thing that really slowed me down was having to to shape the the computer paper, like having to fold it and make it like a perfect square and uh -huh. like cut the end off of each time, which uh, was annoying. I did, that's why I didn't want to keep doing it. I was like, I think I've done enough. I think <laughs> I, four I've times done enough. quite enough yeah. over here. <laughs> but I'm, if I just had, if I would have actually bought origami paper, I probably would have made a lot more. Well, I'm impressed. We ought to get a photo with you and all those. I'm sure we will. Yeah, you know, save those. Uh, you should be a guy on dates who pulls out a little piece of paper to does origami. <laughs> Just, uh, oh, you know what I'm going to start doing? Every date, I'm going to make a little origami fox. It's going to be my signature, and it's going to have a little note inside. Or no, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna write it on the front and say, thanks for the date. Thanks for the date. They're going to go, is it a cat? No, it's a, it's a fox, you fucking dickhead. Oh, you you're weird. <laughs> Let's not go on a second date. Uh, yeah, that's what the fox says. <laughs> yeah. That's what the fox says, girl. It's like the nicest way I can break things off. Is by giving them a paper fox. Yeah, and it just says, I only see you as a friend on it. Yo, I'm seeing a lot of... <laughs> well, A, that's very mean. Uh, B, hey, you boys are baristas. I'm seeing some barista opportunities oh. here. Somebody's waiting on that drink. You fold them a little piece of paper, maybe coupon, free coffee. I actually might buy some origami paper and get a little into this. That's fun. I can imagine it being pretty chill. Hey, yeah. mom's out there. Mom, expect origami if, for the rest if, of your if life. If you need a little, little gift idea for adult, origami paper. Hey, I'm I'm proud of you, man. You, every time you got to flex those creative muscles, you always do a really good job. So well done. Thank you. Thank you. Well, ready to get it. Mine was a little short. You got anything else to say or ask? I don't have much else to say. I don't I think have much that, else. It might work out because mine might, mine potentially could be. I long. figured yours is going to be longer. I wanted to give you some extra time. Yeah. But I'll say this: everybody out there, give origami a try if you haven't tried it. out. It's fun. Excellent. And now, seamlessly and without having to pause the recording to go grab my iPad, let's get into my homework. What did I tell you? Right here. Yeah, you didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know why we keep doing this. Like <laughs> grades, everything. So, you know, here we are at board games. At board games. 
uh, I blinked and all of a sudden there was a setup in front of me. Full setup <laughs> for a game that we have you have no clue what's going on. No, I just see one very spooky guy with a club. Yeah, he's a spooky guy. We got some secret characters over here. We'll get into that in just a moment. A piece of your homework, though, is very brief history. And unlike myself, what? What? I'm going to try to actually keep it brief. Hey. I'm going to be quick on this one. So board games, uh, thousands and thousands of years old. Turns out, uh, the dawn of man, there was a lot of leisure time. So we immediately started coming up with games. Um, some of the earliest games include backgammon, parcheesi, chess, go. Uh, pretty much every culture, more or less, came up with a version of a tabletop game, mm-hmm. uh, especially to incorporate maybe those who weren't as athletically prone, <laughs> such as the hunters. Uh, I also listened to a podcast about it uh, that stated that with <laughs> their their hypothesis as to why board games rose to prevalence in the 19th century to now was electricity, so you could actually see stuff that helps after dark with board games. Um, <laughs> child labor became more criminal, so oh. kids actually had more of a market to buy <laughs> actual board games and stuff like that. Worst thing that's ever happened. And then um, just with commercialism and industrialization, blah, blah blah in general, in the 1850s, you can imagine it would be difficult to hand paint Monopoly over yeah. and over again but now you can keep making it um i found an interesting chart on wikipedia that stated that um in i'm guessing this is number in it's numbered in the thousands mm-hmm. uh by units um but there's been a spike in the, just the past 10 years so if you look at this graph it's kind of like level level it rises a little bit steadily after the 50s blah 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 and then suddenly in 2000 it's just like kaboom, skyrockets as far as how many Ooh. board games there are nowadays. That's too many. So the board game market is huge right now. Yes. It is. Just um, ask Superfan Robbie Yankish. Super fan, <laughs> thank you, Superfan Robbie Yankish, for this. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother Tyler, fan favorite Tyler, he is big into board games. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest brother Matthew also is, and so is my other brother Marshall. He's more into kind of card games and stuff oh, like that, okay. too. Um, so I went ahead and through the inspiration of some games I've been playing lately, constructed a game of my own. Yes. Per the homework. And I don't think this is a type of game that you've played no, before. Probably not. Um, but it has some Dungeons and Dragons elements to Ooh. it. And I know just through your Stranger Things interest, that's kinda cool. Yeah. And I know you've never done it. <laughs> storytelling. Um, it's got a strong narrative. To it, and it has a what what this would technically be classified as is mm-hmm. a strategic turn-based card game. You know, I I'll say the reason I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons because no one's invited. No one's me ever to asked them. I don't have any friends who do that. So let me go ahead and get into the scenario of this. Uh, but basically, the idea of this game is going to be outlined right now as I open up my notes. Open them up. All right, ready. I got epic music. You always do. Upon the colonization of Mars in the year 2092, the people thought they had thought of everything. Except space ghosts. That's right. Monstrous ghosts of Mars's past have rose from the dead and wrought havoc on the big red rock upon the Earthlings' landings. And they had to team up with the Martians to vanquish the ghosts through a combination of technology and good old-fashioned ass-kicking thus forming Mars, better known as the Mobile Apparition Response Squad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Through their actions, they drew attention of the Intergalactic Coalition of Planetary Explorers, known as the CPE, 
You and your crew has now been contacted to exercise ghosts from potentially inhabitable planets all across the universe in exchange for cold hard cash that you send back to Mars to better its economy. Whoa. Part bounty hunter, part ghost hunter, full patriot. You are Mars. Interesting. So that was cool. Thank you. That we're from Mars and we call ourselves Mars. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, but CPE's bad. CPE is there? No, they hire us. Oh, they hire. They us. They hire us to go out and um, basically exercise ghosts got from it, it. pips, which are potentially inhabitable planets. Got it. Uh, and all pips have ghosts. Any pip that we're sent to does. <laughs> okay. If they're calling us, there's a ghost there. Got it. Got and it, got we it. so space ghostbusters. We're space ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking as I was making it. Um, so you have two character choices. I'll go ahead and let you oh, no. choose them. You can either be uh, Otto, and I'll I have way too much bio written for the Otto. Um, you Otto's a native Martian. Um, he was resistant to the Earthlings coming at first. Um, keep in mind, this is not too long since yes. the colonization of Mars, uh, but he was really stoked when he saw all the artillery that the Earthlings had when they mm-hmm. came to Mars, something that they didn't have on Mars in the first place. So he ended up joining Mars since he was intimate, uh, had intimate knowledge of the landscape. So he became integral to the missions. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's more of like the canon type character. So he's very yeah. much more aggressive in play. Then you got Jones. Jones. <laughs> Jones. Jones is a priest. Um, she was brought on because she was one of the top exorcists on Earth. Um, she has one of the more passive plays. Um, so she will be more of a healer type character. Um, I figured you'd want to be Otto. No, thanks. All right, so Don, I'm going to say you're Otto. Yeah. Here's your character for Otto right here. Go ahead and describe be, him. I don't want to be a healer. Yeah. Otto is, you got. Looks like kind of a regular old Duke, real buff. Um, yeah. He's holding what seems to be a gun of some sort. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a spiky head. Yeah, that is. Three the, spikes on his yeah, head. Yeah, he's got three spikes on his head. That's the ghost gun. We got Jones here. Jones has her little, her. She looks cool. little priest outfit. She's action packed. She's yeah. carrying a book. Oh, now is I kind of regret it. Is it's got spells and she's got a little rosary. Wavy, wavy hair. Yeah, so oh. she's cool. So um, we're going to go ahead and put that in there. Okay, um, right here. And then, so I'll get into the mechanics of the game here in just a second, uh, but let's get into the scenario, what we're doing now that we know who we are. Oh. Scenario one, Pip F34. Codename, Clobberfrost. You are given coordinates to the frozen planet known simply as Pip F34. Given the specs of the planet, it seems hardly inhabitable. Frozen tundra covers the entirety of the terrain. Massive mountain ranges and oppressive winds run across its surface that's approximately one-fifth the size of Earth. Luckily, CPE outfitted you with sub-zero exploration gear to brave the cold, as well as a low-temp operating hover rovers to make life easier as you hunt for the ghost. Reports state that upon initial exploration of F-34, pioneers were assaulted by just one spirit, nicknamed Clobberfrost, a hulking giant wielding a primitive club made of rock broken by brute force from the side of a mountain. Reports conclude that Clobberfrost is the only spirit on pip on this pip, and your gear confirms that as you approach orbit. Notes on Clobberfrost indicate that it will not take long to find him. In fact, it is more likely he will find you. When you land, you find the notes are correct. Before you and your crew can get out under your hover rovers, <laughs> a floating rock 
smashes the ground in front of you, sending you hurtling through the air. Instinctually, you take out your dousing smoke bomb and throw it at the direction of the, the floating club. And a puff, Clobberfrost has revealed, just as described. He's a huge humanoid with an impressive jaw like a deranged hippo and wielding his signature stone club. Blank yellow eyes stare you down as you're ready to fight. As you make your first move, Clobberfrost lets out... Clobberfrost's mouth lets out a roar paired with a fine mist that covers you and your crew. You're unable to move as he strikes. All right. He's got a lot of powers. Yeah. So, here's what we got to do, Dalton. And okay. now I am <laughs> have the lucky task of describing this card game to you over <laughs> this podcast. So, to put it as simply as possible, yes. um, what we're each going to do now is fight Clobberfrost. Essentially, yeah. there's two ways to win. You can either I should keep I need to keep my notes out now. That I remember that. Um, you can either deplete his HP down to zero entirely, like a video game. Yeah, or you can solve his unfinished business. Oh, so each ghost has three unfinished business. There's cards in our deck that will allow us to access his unfinished business, or we can go straight brute force and just destroy him. I'm kind of in. Okay. Keep going. There's uh, benefits to both, basically. As you can imagine, if you defeat him brute force, uh, you might get something that will help you with attacking further on. Mm -hmm. If you defeat him through unfinished business, um, typically you might get something that would help you out with like healing or maybe the abilities moving on. So it's all thematic to Clobberfrost. So the way the game works for you listening at home is Dalton and I both have our characters that we've selected. Um, you might be asking yourself, What's the difference in characters? Well, I'm going to tell you, dummy. Each character has their own set of special ability cards that are accessed through cards that we can play through Ooh. the common deck. So here are your auto special ability cards. Thank Don't you. look through them. Don't look through them. You play them right behind your piece. I have my special ability cards right here. Got it. Uh, in between both of our characters, uh, we have a common deck, which is full of different actions that we will be able to play throughout the game against Clobberfrost. Mm -hmm. Clobberfrost 2 has a deck in front of him. So the way that the game works is at the beginning of every turn, Clobberfrost draws his card to basically state his action. Um, we will kind of read off the cards as they have. Sometimes things just happen. It's an effect. Um, sometimes we'll have to roll a dice to see if something did happen or not. Yeah. And sometimes we roll a dice to see how much damage or how much healing happens. Um, for us, we have a similar set of cards. Uh, the way we play is before the game starts, we each draw three cards. So you'll have a three-card hand. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see an S symbol in the upper left-hand corner. That's a special card. It means that there's not as many in the deck, um, and Ooh. it triggers something a little bit more unique than the other cards. Uh, you'll have a gear symbol, uh, which means it's usually paired. It's, it's, you know, think of it as gear. So there's one where you combine it with two other gear cards and you can create what's called the ghost gun and oh. then you have a bigger attack. Ghost gun. And then uh, there's A, which is a simple action cards. Asshole. Yeah, asshole cards. They're usually a little bit lighter than the special cards. Um, and then there is the more important part. So you can only play one S gear or A card per hand. Okay. Uh, but if there is, you have one that has an exclamation mark, which is a special event card, you can play that at any time during your hand. Oh. And those trigger different attacks as well. Or trigger different things. But you, you can play one of each per No, hand? you can only play Just one, one card. one single thing yeah. per hand. Yeah, so you Got keep it. hands small. Um, and then, outside, I should have told you this, um, discarding is a big part of this game because mm -hmm. you can't have more than three cards in your hand. Oh, no. Um, so for Otto, he always has the ability to discard a card and roll one D4 for damage. For Jones, she always has the ability to discard a card 
and roll 1d4 for healing. So, like, damage on him? Damage on Clobber Frost. You can yeah. always just throw a card away and be like, Bow. Yeah, yeah, because you, you want to get rid of that card. Yeah. There's yeah. cards that do the same thing in here, but that's because Jones can't do that, so she'll need stuff to attack with. Same mm-hmm. with you. You can't mm-hmm. really heal as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, are you ready to get into this game? Let's get into it. It's... I still don't get what these cards are doing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I should descri- describe special ability cards. Um, so, there's special ability cards. So, you'll see in our common deck... Um, you'll get a card. I know there's a lot of S ones. There's one card called Inspiration that allows mm-hmm. you to play a special ability card. Yeah. Um, so if you play that, you can uh, access one of your special ability cards. Hopefully they're shuffled. You pull the top one from your special abilities deck, and that just happens. Ooh. So sometimes it's a big heal. Sometimes it's a big attack. Um, sometimes it allows you to automatically solve an unfinished business. <sighs> um, so there's some cool power ups to that. Um, I think there's only a couple things to note on the game, and I can help. To, I can help play yeah. with you because we're a team. Um, is when you see something that says "archive a card," um, that means you put it kind of off to the side, and you can play that whenever you want. Got it. So that doesn't count as one of your S gear or A's during the thing. Mm-hmm. You guys getting that at home? I think they got it. <laughs> I think they got it. Um, I just realized that we're gonna need cards to help damage count. Um, so you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get that without any delay at all. Oh, you got your HP counter over there? I do, yes. So for you listening at home, we each start with 50 HP. Clobberfrost, his stats indicate that he has, or I mean, I should get thematic. Our EP reading state that Clobberfrost has a HP of 100. Whoa. And he has three pieces of unfinished business that we can resolve. Three pieces? Three pieces of unfinished business. I thought that was like um, a one and done type deal. So, and like what happened, so we're going to start the game now, guys. Oh, okay. It's exciting stuff. So, like we said before, Clobberfrost starts off, uh, when you fight him, you start off frozen, uh, which means you can't attack until physical damage is dealt against us. So, like we said before, we're going to start, and we're going to pull Clobberfrost's first card against us. Well, hey, everybody. It's your favorite classmate, Logan, here. Just jumping in. I know you're excited because the boys are about to fight the dreaded Clobberfrost But I'm here to remind you that playing a board game over the podcast can be a little daunting and ended up taking about 20 minutes. So we're going to put that at the end of the podcast uh, and more or less jump right now into the descriptions of the game and how we felt about it. So if you want to hear how we did against the Clobber Frost in great detail, jump to the end. Spoilers. Clobber Frost beat us. You kicked our ass. Yeah. It wasn't even a close. Frost guy was good. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked us up, dude. Yeah, really hardcore. I So I played this before we recorded, mm-hmm. and I um, did fine. Not like that you did bad, but like just yeah. my cards were way better. Mm. Um, there's a lot of cards in the deck um, that allow you to like automatically do the unfinished business stuff, mm-hmm. um, get to it. Uh, a little bit sooner. So as you can see, with as aggressive and weird as Clobber Frost is, yeah, um, it's probably best to go for unfinished business. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't realize that we weren't. That I didn't feel like we. What was? When was the option? There's cards in the deck, but oh, we got frozen so much we hardly yeah. ever got to them. So that was my only qualm with it: is getting frozen like every other <laughs> turn. <laughs> okay, so what Dalton's referencing is like throughout the game, Clover Frost kept freezing us. Yeah, and we couldn't play any cards until he hit us, which eventually killed it just, us. Yeah, it just means that we just instantly, we just throughout the game, we're not allowed to do anything with our cards, and then 
got damage, and then we're not allowed to do anything with our cards. Yeah. And <laughs> so Clobber Frost is pretty annoying. I tried to be thematic with Clobber Frost mm-hmm. and make him like a freeze type play. Yeah. Um, also, he's like clearly got PTSD as a character, yeah, so yeah. he's like kind of. There's a one. We draw a card at one point where he hits himself in the head mm-hmm. and he does damage. That was kind of cool. Um, but thoughts. I dig it. I'm having fun. I'm excited we're going to do it again off air. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to do it again. I think it would be great if it wasn't sober January. Yeah, this would be <laughs> drunkenly fuck around and play beat up Clobber Frost. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the idea of the game, especially for those who aren't listening to the whole thing, is um, you would, to expand this game, or like you could obviously keep fighting Clobber Frost yes. for fun, but I would imagine that uh, to flesh out this board game more, you would have about maybe six characters. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody a bigger deck to draw from and everybody has their own special abilities um and then the ghosts eight the opposing ghost hp would scale up depending on how many yeah. people you're playing with and you work your way up so it's like a, it's like a movie you're like yeah working so, your way so there's a campaign so like i have the outcomes written for like if you beat clobber frost and you're on to your next planet yeah um, I have it written to where if you beat clobber frost aggressively um you get you add his frost, his, his club to your deck. Oh. So that way you can use it in future fights. You really kick his ass. Yeah. Well, it's like, it'll just have the mountain smash attack, which is a. <laughs> now again, right back in I it. feel like it, um, with this game, it's gonna, some of it will come down to luck a little bit. A lot of it's you luck get, with the matter. dice. I feel like it, no matter how good you got. That's a tricky thing. So I get, personally, I get more into like the idea that we're fighting this big frost ghost on this planet Mm -hmm. so that's what i geek out on when i'm playing it and then like the idea that we have these cards to play like there's some it's not as intricate as other you're seeing it yeah yeah Uh. so uh and it's like i think it's an easier way the the main idea is i wanted a card game because i think card games are fun and i wanted a easy accessible way to get into like a boss fight mm-hmm. uh, at dnd without needing a dungeon master yeah and that's where clobber frost like the enemy's deck comes gotcha. into play in our own deck and stuff like that so cool here we are. and there's a lot of stuff we did not explore in the game hey so. mars hell of a game hey you did great thank you i'm i was put too much time into this one <laughs> i don't doubt it <laughs> Um, all right, that does it for my homework this week. I hope that came together in some sort of coherent way. You want to do quick grades? You got them offhand? Um, I do. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Quick grades time. Uh, I'm going to give you a 97. For Whoa! The, for the pure effort. Damn! I came up with a whole, like, the just the amount of sheer writing you had to do on these little note cards. Yeah, earned it. There's a lot. Yeah. A lot of little writing. I'm giving it, it to you. <laughs> yeah! Um, I was going to get you like a 92. Hey, look at that. You will snap pics of everything. You can see what I'm talking about. There's a lot of little note cards here. Uh, yes, quite a um, bit. But the game's great, too. It's fun, creative. I dig it. We're going to play it again. Ah, thanks, brother. Hey, no problem. Look at that. Uh, origami. I'm saying you crushed uh, the origami itself. Thank you. Um, if this was a class where I was teaching the kids about origami, I might be like a little like, eh, it didn't go super deep on the history. There is none. But they're not a ton. None. And then, uh, but you crushed the origami itself. Thanks, thanks. Like, legitimately seemed as if he had practiced this at home, guys. I've been doing it all week. I so I'm going to say, a double A week. Double A. Up here, baby. <laughs> we haven't had one of those. In a long time, in but a I, while. I don't yeah. really have any holes I could poke in yours. No. I mean, it's obviously, I mean, besides, which I think you'll agree, it wasn't like A-plus work. 
I might even bump, yeah. Oh, mine, yeah. Yeah, I bump it up to, like, maybe, like, 93. If I would have made more origami, maybe. But I could, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Eventually, I am just I just folded a shit ton of paper. Hey, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that does it for this week's homework. That's going to be it. Uh, (laughs) Wait, we have to do homework for this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Uh, I'm all jacked up from the game. So, Dalton, with uh, being the smartest guy in this room. You? A genius. The head of the class. You are, yeah. Thank you. I think maybe it's time for our last segment, and that's just homework for next week. <laughs> you come to that all on your own? Yeah, I mean, I just really, I, I can see the big picture a little bit oh, bigger than I you can. Oh, I cannot see the big picture. Yeah, you got the no. tunnel vision. I got tunnel vision. I just stare at the laptop like, the whole huh? time. I'm a big idiot. Yeah, you count the minutes to yourself out loud, which I think <laughs> is distracting. Um, so <laughs> we have to cut that part. You guys don't hear me go one fourteen. It's just a whole noise canceling thing. It's tough. One fifteen. I don't like it. But for next week, what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I think. I mean, we might have talked about this off mic. No, let's just go with the thing that you came up with it all on your own. Yeah, just now. Just I'm so smart. Just in case it sucks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So. We have a potential special guest next week. Potential special guest. We say potential because we, you know. Pretty positive. Pretty positive we got it, but we don't want to overcommit. I think we talked about it earlier. Sure. We teased it. We don't know Teased it. Yeah, we're little teases. So for next week, we are going to uh, have a law-themed podcast. Law. It's going to be the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. And for this, and we are going to work out logistics beforehand... It's going to be a courtroom battle. Courtroom battle. Between Dalton and I. Yes. So we don't know who is the defendant or the plaintiff yet. Uh, um, I can only imagine it will be the OJ case over again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the staircase case over again. With the idea of whoever our guest is will be our special, not guest judge, but quite literally just a judge of the homework. Yeah, and they will decide who wins the verdict. Uh, so no grades next week, just a guilty or innocent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I plead the fifth. Do you have any dunce homework? Um, in preparing for your case, you can't use the internet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna spend a lot of time at the Chicago uh, Kent Chicago School of Law Library. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about how about this though? This okay. I mean, this will probably help you in the long run anyway. But you can't use uh, Wikipedia at all. Oh, yeah, it works. Yeah, you have to use all other sources. Um, well, Wikipedia pulls from other sources. Well, yeah, I know, but you know, you know, a couple extra Googles now. Um, I think this was a fun app. This one was? Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, I know you did. But <laughs> I, I hope this Just was... Just kidding. A, I liked it. I hope this is a fun app to listen to. Uh, if you are interested in investing in Dalton's new origami book, yeah, yeah, The yeah. Art of Folding and Watching. The Art of Folding and Watching... You fold while you watch some shows. The Art of Folding and Rewatching Scrubs for the 50th time. <laughs> and, or my game, Mars, Mobile Apparition response squad which i mean we got time here let's just say we we played it again and we beat him yeah we beat clobber frost we beat clobber frost you'll hear us lose after this but yeah we, so... we played it again and we took a little break from the pod <laughs> yeah, played just, it again. just played it again which i think is a mark of a good game yeah we yeah. know there's some balancing to be done there is yeah but guess what we kicked his ass this time. We beat his ass hard. <laughs> uh, but as always, guys, thanks for listening. If you want to connect with us, homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com. Homework pod on Twitter. At um, homework. Look out for the new Instagram. 
many of you will probably we'll, be getting follows. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll say the the name of it next week, but we'll follow all the super fans. Do us a favor. We'll probably put a story on there. Do us a favor. Regram that story. Regram the story. Can you do that? Well, if we tag them. Oh, I don't know how to do that. And never mind. We won't. Don't do it. Uh, but put it in a story. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell put people it in to follow a story. us. Um, but other than that, uh, one little last thing, and that's all. As always. Hey. Do your, do your homework. homework. and now to the thrilling conclusion of logan and dalton's game of mars mobile apparition response squad in their fight against club of frost so like i said before we're going to start we're going to pull clobber frost's flirt first card against us Icy stare. <laughs> uh, looking listlessly at you, Clobberfrost does nothing. Oh, no. But we still can't do anything. We can't but we do can anything. draw our cards. Okay. So draw our cards. So I've drawn three. Okay. I have my three cards. All right. Um, so we're just going to draw for Clobberfrost. I'll let you look at your cards for now. Drawing for Clobberfrost. Oh, no. Clobberfrost Mountain Smash. It does a base damage of 10, and then we roll a d20 for additional damage. He might really F us up. Okay. All right, I'm rolling for Clobber Frost right now. We're keeping in mind me and Dalton both have a base damage of 50. Clobber Frost rolled a 9, or a nine so we both take 19 damage. 19. We're down to 31. 31. But we did take damage, so we can now play. Okay. Um, so let me see. What are you seeing in your hands? I think that I would want to do this. What do we got? Just read it out. Breather. Breather, D4 for healing. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll this. It's the triangle one. Right. Dalton's rolling a dice four to heal. He rolled a three, so you heal yourself three. Okay, look at that. And then go ahead and put this in the discard pile right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you draw up to three. I draw three more? No, you draw. so you always okay. have yeah. three in your hand. So got there's yeah, times yeah. where you might use two. Um, I got real lucky right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to play um, this card. It's called. It's an S card. It's called Let's Solve This. Uh, it allows me to attempt to resolve an unfinished business card. Okay. Um, so that means we get to access. I didn't get time to print these out, but we. This is Clobber Frost's first unfinished business. Um, this pip used to be much like Earth prior to entering its most recent ice age, eliminating majority of life that was left on this once bustling planet. Clobberfrost had many like him, the last survivors of the extinction. However, dwindling food left his kind of madness and in desperation resorted to cannibalism. Defending himself from the encumbered friend, fiends, Clobberfrost was forced to kill them by ripping a piece of rock away from a mountain and bludgeoning them to death. He still holds on to this burden and often causes him to feel lost in thought or mourn the loss of his kind, although he was just a victim of terrible luck. Roll, roll die five times. Uh, roll odd three times to resolve this business. So I have to roll odd three times. Out of five? Out of five attempts. Okay. So that's even one. I rolled a six. That is a zero out of five. I rolled a three. Ooh, a one for five. I rolled a six. Word. I have to get the next two odd. Oh. This is like the opening of Stranger Things. Three! It's a three! It's, it's a, a three. three! It's a three! Don't touch it! Okay, all right, we almost resolved the first unfinished business. Uh, okay, so it has to be this. 
two out of five. It all comes down to this. It's and an eight. we got an eight. Uh, okay, but guess what? I have an exclamation mark card, peaceful conversation, attempt to resolve an unfinished business card. Oh. So I can do it all again. Hey, let's go again. Nine. Nine. That's one out of five. 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 That's three two attempts to get an odd. Five. Eight. Oh, this no. is not good. Six. Oh, oh no. no. Okay. Ah, oh, I didn't do it. And once again, failure. All right, but well, old Cobb of Frost will we'll solve your bad luck one of these days. Okay, so now that ends our first turn. Making sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to draw Cobb of Frost next card. Let's see what you got. Frost Ghost. Leave this card out. It acts as an enemy with 10 health and does one damage at the end of each ghost turn. So now we just both take one damage. Oh, boy. I thought he was alone. No, but he's sometimes he brings his friends back. What a dickhead. <laughs> All right. Okay, so your question. Play. I have one of these. What do I do with it? Put a pin in it. Archive a card. Okay, so... Just it, any card? Yeah, any card in your hand, you can archive it, and now you can play it at any time, which is important because now you can play... It's like you can play two cards at once. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like... You can leave out in front of you. you, you we're allowed to know which cards you archive. Oh, so I... Oh, okay. It kind of helps with the teamwork. I don't have a, too many... Like, a lot of good cards. Do I get rid of this then? And what? Two more? The archive thing? Huh? Do I get rid of the? Yeah, archive yeah, you card? put that in, put that away in the discard, and then I pick up two more. Yeah, and, and then I is actually that, play. Is that your play? No, no, no. Oh no, don't draw yet. You can only play your hand. That's my archived card. Yeah, are you using it? No. Oh, I was archiving it. Okay, and then so now I just have one. Yeah, what is it? Ghost punch. Yeah, use ghost punch. <laughs> so you roll one d four. Which one's that? For damage, it's a triangle. One damage. <laughs> One damage. <laughs> so Clobberfrost now has 99 damage. We're taking him down little by little. Or you can choose to attack um, Frost Ghost. No, I want the big boy. <laughs> All right. Time for my move. Oh, no, I picked up four. I'm going to... I'm going to play Cloaking Device. The next card drawn by the opposing ghost does not affect me. So what, the, what was that? Cloaking device. <laughs> it's the, ne the next card drawn by the opposing ghost does not affect me. Got it. So Clobber Frost is next turn. Uh, Frost bite roll odd. If so, we're frozen. Like we were in the beginning. Got it. Got it. So don't. Maybe you should roll. Which one am I rolling? Uh, the roll a d twenty. He rolled odd. We are frozen we until are we frozen. get hit. <laughs> oh boy! I didn't draw last time. Yikes. So we go ahead and play Clover Frost. Next one, Ice Shards. Roll three D8s for damage. Three of them? Yeah. We're getting fucked up. Yeah, we are actually getting fucked up. I was doing a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's four. Four. And one. So we both take nine damage. Nine. I'm Good. down to 29. No, I'm down to 21. Jesus. 21, no unfinished business, and Clobber Frost has 99 health right now. I'm at 24. I'm going to use my um, my archived card and this. for. Oh, so you get three D4s? So yeah. Dalton's using Give Me a Minute, which is two D4s for healing, and he's also using Breather, which is D4 for healing, so it means he can roll potentially up to 12 here. Three. Four. One. Eight. Eight. Eight healing. Well done. 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, wait. I had uh, cl- uh, invisibility cloak, uh, or I had cloaking device, so the shards didn't hit me. Oh. I can't have the rules. <laughs> um, shit. All I have right now is this card called Ghost Punch, which is D4 for damage. Whoa. So I'm going to do that. I rolled a three. I'm going to go with that and do three damage to Clobberfrost. Look at that. We're rolling. We actually both need to take one damage from Frost Ghost, too. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm going to play... I have a... Oh, wait. No, oh, we, wait. Have to, we have to pull Clobberfrost. I forgot. I forgot that he gets to do things. Frostbite. Roll odd. Uh, if so, you may not play a card until you incur damage. <sighs> Those ones are oh, wait. I was had invisibility cloak, so I didn't incur damage. I'm already still frozen. Uh, I'm confused. You're you're not frozen. I'm still frozen okay. actually. We'll we'll be oh, we're frozen. Now we're both frozen. <laughs> Thank Clover Frost. Clover uh, D10 for damage. Damn. So I'm gonna roll D10. He rolled a two. We both take two damage. And we both take one damage from the Frost Ghost. So I'm at 25 right now. I'm at 28. Uh, but we can play. Okay, I have Inspiration card. Oh, nice. You get to play one of your special abilities. Yeah, I just picked the top one. What is it? Um, power Gauntlet. Premium power-up add 1d4 to any attack. Yeah, permanent power-up. So you permanent. have that forever now. Nice. Yeah, so anytime you attack, you get to add a d4. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, now I'm going to play... Jesus, I'm not getting any good cards. Um, I'm just going to play Cloaking Device again. <laughs> And then I just don't get affected by the next Clobberfrost turn. All right, let's pull for Clobberfrost. Clobber, D10 for damage. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm into this game, but I was wondering what it sounds like over a podcast. So here's what I'm thinking. We'll put a pin in So we're at minute 60 right now. Mm-hmm. Here's what we might do. I say we finish out playing the game. Yeah. And then we fade out the audio and talk about our thoughts about the game afterwards okay yeah and then just put the full game audio after the podcast got it all right ready yeah this is clobber frost's damage z oh wait no it's 10 <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't get hit i had cloaking device forever i just that one next turn so you got a 10 damage oh fuck dude yeah you might need to look into a big heal at some point well might not be an option oh oh i can heal you too isn't that your job yeah, so, sorry, I should have mentioned, and this is not me making up rules on the go, Jones can either discard a card to heal herself or heal you. Okay. Um, so I... Fuck. Oh, wait, yeah, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and discard this card to mm-hmm. Breather to heal you. Do a roll D- 1d4 for healing. That's a 4! That's a 4. And then I'm going to play this card called Forward Thinking, which is an exclamation mark card, which means I get to draw an additional card at the end of my hand. So I can draw up to a four now, Ooh. just for this turn. All right. And now... Oh, shit. I drew too many. Yes, I did. All right. And now it's time for Clobberfrost's mm-hmm. turn. Reversing wind, discard your hand, and draw three. Fuck. No. <laughs> Why? It's I had good stuff. Part of the game. God damn. <laughs> I to the listeners, I had a really good hand too. I actually had a super good hand. 
Current update, Clobberfrost is at 96. I'm at 25. Dalton's at 22. All right, your turn. Um, you can play the exclamation point ones whenever, mm-hmm. even uh, in addition to. Yeah. So I want to do Ghost Wallop. Ghost Wallop. 2d4s in your permanent power up, so it's 3d4s. 3d4s. Oh, wait, that's, that's not a d4. d4. Three. 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 It's nine. Yoda solved his unfinished business. Nine. And then I'm also going to play this forward thinking card to draw an additional nice. card at the end of each turn. So Clobberfrost is at 87 now. So now I permanently get I get three or four in each hand? Not permanently, just the next turn. So this one. Yeah, turn. so your next yeah. turn you're coming into it with four. Awesome. Look at you. I am going to now play, put a pin in it to archive a card, archiving a breather, and I'm going to now play a breather and heal myself. And we've kind of forgotten about the Frost Ghost, you guys, but uh, he's I still just, out I just there. realized that too. Whatever. Four. Cool. I'll take that. I got a heal of four, so I'm at 29. Nice. All right. Time for Clover Frost's turn. Frostbite, roll out. If so, you're frozen. Fuck. Is it every other card? No, it's like 10% of the deck. <laughs> We're frozen. Every fucking time. <laughs> I gotta draw. Okay. Alright. And we all take one damage from Frost Ghost. But here's the thing. Am I allowed to go throw that down? Divine Intervention to reroll? Yeah. Oh, shit. That'd be cool. So what Dalton is asking is there's a card called Divine Intervention... Uh, which is a real roll. I'm going to say no because you have to okay. do it on your turn. Got it. But it is a good mechanic if we could find ways. I'm, I would eventually like to have more characters to be able to jam the ghost a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is very much like base level. Yeah. Um, so we're at, I'm at 28. All right, time for Clover Frost. Frostbite. Frozen. So we're already frozen, so. Mountain Smash. Uh, base damage of 10 plus a d20. We could actually KO ourselves. Yeah, this might kill me. Okay, so we're already taking 10 damage. <laughs> Clarfrost's tough. 11. That is 21. all of my health. You KO'd? I'm dead. I can heal you. I'm dead. I can still heal you. Um, I'm at 7. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Clobberfrost got tough you on you. made this game hard. Uh, I made it kind of hard. All right, you ready? Yeah. So you you can't move because you're KO'd right now. Yes. I need to. Um. What can I do? I'm going to do... Play forward thinking, draw a digital card at the end of my turn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play. You can stay dead for a second, right? Yeah. I'm going to play critical hit and do 10. No, I need to heal myself. Oh, yeah, I can use breather. <laughs> I have an I have my archive card, breather. So I'm going to roll 1d4 for healing. It's a one buck. <laughs> Got eight. 
Uh, and then I'm going to roll, I'm going to play critical hit, which is a special card. It's 10 plus D, 1d10 for damage. I'm going to target the Frost Ghost because I'll automatically kill him and do 10d2, the Clobber Frost. Got it. That's a 10. It's a 20. A 10. It's a perfect roll. Frost Ghost is dead. Clobber Frost takes 10. He's at 77 now. I've got 8 health. Uh, and I'm going to draw up to my 3. Uh, and I'm going to play Clobber Frost card and hope it doesn't kill me. Frostbite roll out of so you're frozen. Jeez, those aren't super mixed up. And frozen until I get hit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, the test game I played before this was not like this. Uh, chill out. Clobber Frost rolls D10 for healing. Oh. This is hard. He's got two, so he's at 75. Or he's at 79. Um, icy Stare, Clobber Frost looks in the distance and does nothing. Chill out, D10 for healing. He's just healing himself. Smart. You put this deck, you stack this deck in, in he favor himself of Clobber four. Frost. The idea is he's got to be hard. I beat him last time. <laughs> I'm kind of into it, though, still. I'm digging it. Um, his next card, Glacial Pace. I think you're gonna lose. I think we're gonna lose. Oh, uh, so we're drawing a bunch of effect cards for Clover Frost right now. So Glacial Pace, you may not draw a card at the end of your next turn. Whatever. So, chill out. D10 for healing. Five healed five. This is kind of thematic though. It's kind of like he yeah. beat you up. I'm like barely hanging on. He's just like getting stronger. Just powering up. God damn. Um, 88. But imagine how good it feels to beat Clobberfrost. Uh, yeah. Except <laughs> he's almost back at full health. Uh, cold Tear. Oh, hell yeah. Cold Tears. Clobberfrost smashes itself in the head. D10 for self damage. What? Yeah, he hates himself. 10! <laughs> Stupid Clobberfrost. So Clobberfrost is down to 78. Glacial Pace. He may not draw a card. Chill out. D10 for self healing. <laughs> Dude, he's like freaking out right now. <laughs> 86. Clobberfrost at 86 health. Icy stare looking at Ulyssesly. Clobberfrost does nothing. <laughs> Frost Ghost. Leave this card out. It acts as an enemy with 10 health. It does one damage at the end of the ghost turn, which unfreezes me. So I take one damage. I'm at 7 now. <laughs> boy, and boy. we're back in. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, shit. I should probably heal you, get you back to life so you can play cards too. So I'm going to play Put a Pin in it, which I can archive one card. I'm archiving a Ghost Wallop, uh, which is 2d4 for damage. And then I'm going to discard a card to then roll healing for you. Okay. See how much you come back with. Two. Two. <laughs> come back strong. Um, and now it's Cloud of Frost's turn. <laughs> Ice Shards roll three d8s for damage. There's no way. Instant ways. death. Uh, I think we might both die on this one. We don't. We're not surviving this. Um, here it is. Roll one every time, and I'm still dead. Eight. We both died. We both died. <laughs> the game has ended. You want to try to play it and beat him? Yeah. Probably not. On, we don't have to keep recording. We could play end up the mic. Okay, so that is uh, Mobile Apparition Response Squad. Mars. Mars. Um, let's pretend we're coming back. Yeah, I can do the editing on this. Yeah. But let's take, like five minutes to talk about it or so yeah so 
as you heard our voices fade out